Thursday morning here at Jam the Am. Reminder that our friends at artscroll.com have a promo code radio. Promo code radio. When you're ordering the brand new Uncle Maishi book or the brand new uh, Rabbi Yechiel Spiro book or the Uncle Maishi CD or the brand new cookbook by Fagy Murray. You want to make sure to go to artscroll.com and you want to make sure to use promo code radio. When you use promo code radio, you get it. You get your discount plus you get your free shipping. How amazing is that? Yeah, I would say pretty amazing, frankly. Uh, Fagy Murray, who um, who on Instagram uh, is uh, my kitchen, my studio. Um is um, a popular recipe developer and food blogger. And her goal is to make sure that this Pesach, your food is spectacular and delicious and that you are relaxed and able to enjoy it. Uh, As I've said more than once, uh, as I've spoken about this book on the air, the book is called My Pesach Kitchen, and then it says as a subtitle, Stress-Free Recipes Your Family Will Love, Recipes and Photos, by Fagy Murray. How on earth does someone dare put stress-free and Pesach <laughs> in the same context? <laughs> We're going to ask her that question. Uh, Fagy Murray, the brand new book is called My Pesach Kitchen. She's with us live via telephone. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you, thank you. It is a huge honor, and I'm so excited to be here. Totally fangirling you. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> that makes the conversation even more fun. Now I'm gonna I'm I'm going to ask you the question that I have really put out there more than once this week here on the air. How dare? How does someone dare put the words Pesach and stress free on the same cover? <laughs> oh, I dare, and I've challenged myself to do it, and I've proved. Year after year, that when I made Pesach, that it doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to make yourself crazy. And if you do it right and you plan properly, whether you're a last-minute type person or you're the type of person that's been planning Pesach for six months already, it can be done. If you flip very quickly through my book, you see the recipes are not hard. You're not scratching your head trying to figure out if the ingredients are actually English or not. It's stuff that you use. It's stuff that you're comfortable with. But even more so, I have an entire chapter on how to prepare for Pesach, yeah. what to do, how to break down your kitchen, how to what to clean, what not to clean. And list after list I put into the book that we allowing you to copy even. I, you know, that's a big deal. Take your book, photocopy the list, share it with friends, write things down. And I really... Just break everything down for you, how to make it easy, how that it, it shouldn't be stressful. And it yeah. doesn't have to be. Yeah, the, the section that you just described is really in two sections of the book. In addition to the recipes, uh, you have this step-by-step notes, as you just said, uh, to making Pesach. And that includes the advanced prep and items that you need to purchase. And I'm not talking about, you know, food items. I'm telling you, you write, you write here masking tape and uh, Seder accessories, napkins and tablecloths, and many others, of course. And I'm sure that somewhere on this list there's aluminum foil, unless you're just assuming that that's, that that's something that everybody has ready for right. Pesach. <laughs> rolls and rolls of aluminum foil. And then you talk about cleaning and turning over the house. Um, the menu planning and shopping, and then, of course, the list that you just alluded to that's that's more toward the back of the book where you uh, give everybody a uh, a perspective 
of the different things they're going to have to add to their regular uh, grocery shopping list. And then you provide a calendar, which gives, uh, obviously, you know, on the Jewish calendar, because this way it could be used year after year, uh, that gives everyone a perspective of how many days they need in advance to do all of this, uh, plus a list that, uh, uh, in my opinion, might be the most valuable um, which is a, a page dedicated uh, uh, to allowing people to write down what they may need uh, for you know subsequent Pesachs after having been through this experience. Well, before we get to the recipes, Fagi Murray, tell me about the calendar. Like, I don't know, today's March 4th. Is that is that too early to get ready for a Saturday night, March 27th Pesach? Like, what should people be doing right now? Because, you know, if, if you tell us now that there's something we should be doing, that might cause a little bit of additional stress. Right. So there's the planning doesn't always necessarily mean that you're on your hands and knees scrubbing or that you're knee deep in 65 cans of potatoes. Planning could simply mean having a conversation with your family. Hey guys, Pesach is coming up. Any food suggestions? What do you want to, what do you want to eat? What should we put on the menu? And, you know, I had this conversation with my kids, with my family that comes to me every single year and the kids go, Oh my last year you made this pastrami potato. Oh, that was so good. Could you make it? And I throw it onto my list. It's more just these, like, this, since Purim and up till probably next week, it's really just getting in that frame of mind, thinking about what you're going to want to do for Pesach, what you're going to want to eat, pulling some, you know, cookbooks. Obviously, you're going to only need mine. Um, <laughs> just kind of getting into the frame of Pesach mode or even doing things, running errands out of the kitchen that when you need to be in the kitchen that week before Pesach, you're not busy buying your kids their socks and their suits and their hats and whatnot that they need, you want to do those things now so that those weeks right before Pesach, you don't have to worry about those things. And that's what takes the stress out of it, that you're really organizing yourself now these next few weeks that right. when you're supposed to be knee deep in the kitchen, you know, oh my gosh, my son still needs shoes. All right, you know, it's funny because uh, on your first point about, you know, having that discussion, you know, there's certain things that everybody in the family is responsible for. So I've already had that discussion with people in my family about how those cases of grape juice and seltzer and soda and other things are going to get into the apartment and, you know, where they're going to be stored and how many do we need, et cetera. And then, of course, that conversation is going to turn to eggs and potatoes and, exactly. you know, everything else that, that we need in bulk and everything else that the the men in my house are traditionally responsible for, you know, gathering up and schlepping in. Uh, so that's that's one thing. The other thing is, you know, last year, 2020 your cookbook may be you know like perfect timing because last year 2020 those who ended up staying home you know it, there was a limit to how much preparation they could make for Pesach if you remember you know shul's closed already the Shabbos after Purim and you turn around and it's like you know I don't know how to do this but I just got to try my best and that's it now people who've decided to stay home they would have done so months ago now they have, you know, the ability to look at the calendar, to plan accordingly, to take the advice of someone like yourself of when to do what and how, you know, at what pace to go. So this book might be most valuable for this year. Right, right, which I'm very excited for. I mean, last year when we, when we were all home, you know, I had so many people turning to me and going, Figgy, I, I need help. I need guidance. So right. I literally one night, you know, I pulled an all-nighter and I threw together an ebook. Um, super unprofessional, literally just copy and pasted whatever recipes I have that I thought were, you know, good for Pesach. And I dumped it into an ebook. And I, we, um, my husband and I actually own, I launched a spice company um, last year called Union Spice Blend. So we had the website for that. And I just put it on there as a landing page for somewhere, you know, for people to download it. 
It was downloaded thousands and thousands of times. Um, Besides for me putting it on Instagram and I got, it went everywhere. It literally went viral. And that's kind of like what was the segue to get me to get the idea of me to put out a Pesach book. Right. Because I saw that I was able to help so many people. And, you know, even though if you think about it, a Pesach book is somewhat limiting because it is a Pesach book. I realized that I could help so many people and inspire so many people. Well, that, that, was, I, that was, was, you know, it just makes sense. Well, that was a great idea. It made a lot of sense. That was a great idea. By the way, the spice, the spices, are they kosher of Pesach or not? No, they are not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought they might be, but uh, all right. So, so you got plenty to do both Pesach time and you, have pl- pl- and you have plenty to do year round, to say the least. Exactly. <laughs> Faggy Murray is with us live via telephone. The book is called My Pesach Kitchen. It's brand new. Remember, our friends at ArtScroll offer a uh, major discount and free shipping when you use promo code radio for anything, including Faggy Murray's brand new book. All right, we're going to get to the recipes. And traditionally, you know, when I have a uh, cookbook author on the air, we take one or two from each section if possible. Uh, you know, I, 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 I took a look at the appetizers. And with everything that you did, you have a lot of great dips there, a lot of great appetizers, some of which I think people will be shocked. You could actually, you know, make really well and good tasting for um, – for Pesach, including you know the breaded eggplant and things like that that you're making, uh, with the word breaded obviously in uh, in quotation marks. But I had to stop at the lamb and baba ganoush. What an amazing combination! I never considered. How do you think of that one? Um, I made it one year years ago as a hummus sticker version, um, similar almost to like I did it like a hummus basar kind of thing, mm. but I wanted it like I just wanted a little bit of a twist, and I was trying to figure out how to do it. And I just kind of like playing around with recipes. And my family loves eggplant, loves baba ganoush. And I just kind of like literally just playing around. And I just came up with this idea. And my family went crazy over it. And I said, you know what? I have to, I have to put this in. And I don't know. I feel like lamb and Pesach just go together. So <laughs> I always try to like have some sort of recipes with lamb. Um, you know, but in that particular recipe, I gotta if get- you don't like lamb, or it's hard to get a hold of, you could totally swap it out right. and use ground beef or chicken or whatever. Right. Yeah, I was actually thinking of ground chicken for that. Uh, by the way, I, I, I mean, you, if I read this correctly, I'm assuming you are the photographer who took all the pictures in the book, right? Yes, okay. I am. So you have an expertise not only in cooking but in photography as well? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the reason I point that out is because one of my favorite pictures, page 28, I don't think there is a better photo of how uh, how hand shmura matzah and chopped liver would go together. I mean, I would I will tell you right now if I had that in front of me, it would not last very long, frankly. That entire bowl. <laughs> so I just thank I, you, thank I, you, yeah. What did I say? A picture's worth a thousand words, right? You certainly captured it in that one. Haros says thank you. your your grandmother's haros says is as simple as apples, walnuts, red wine, and cinnamon. That's it. Four ingredients, huh? That's it. A lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of people get more complicated when it comes to charosas, but you, you kept it very simple. This is how she made it for years and years. Uh, we move to the salads. I'll point out the roasted cauliflower salad in general. Roasted cauliflower, I think people are enjoying more and more, and we find it a lot more, uh, uh, you know, yes. on our Shabbos and Yontif tables. I mean, nothing too uh, complicated making this kosher pesach, right? Right, a hundred percent. Like you know, a lot of my recipes, I make a lot of the recipes in this book, I make year round simply right. because it's good, solid food that you know I, I I serve to my family on a year round basis. When I was actually testing all these recipes, my daughter was like, "Ma, we're eating Pesach in October." <laughs> I said, "It's 
chicken. <laughs> you know, it's a salad. It's fish. It's food that I serve to you on a regular basis. And, you know, she's like, huh, I never thought of it that way. Right. Uh, page 70 uh, in your soup section, an amazingly thick tomato soup. I pointed out because I love tomato soup and I love thick soup. So <laughs> I assume those are tomatoes floating in there, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Smear some cream cheese on your masa, dip it into the soup. The cream cheese will melt a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Absolute heaven. Yeah, that's a that's a good one, to say the least. Uh, and then when it comes to uh, uh, some of the uh, fish dishes, the Moroccan tilapia, the tuna burgers, I mean, again, as you pointed out, these are things that, you know, generally you would serve all year round, but you're just showing everybody how they could use uh, these, you know, recipes or similar recipes for Pesach and, you know, really provide what people are used to in their family without any, you know, without any major changes. A hundred percent. What's a potato kugel chicken? I know what potato kugel is and I know what chicken is. What's this potato kugel chicken? So as mentioned in the little blurb um, before the recipe, my friend served this to me on an Arab Yom Kippur and I... It's, we serve chicken every single week, and we serve potato kugel every single week. Right. I, I And when she served this together, she brought it to the table in a beautiful oven-to-table dish. I couldn't stop staring at it and eating it and marveling at it. And she's like, Faggy, it's just potato kugel and chicken. I'm like, but it's so brilliant. <laughs> and I've been making it ever since. And I just it's, and it's just one of those recipes that my followers love. It went viral. And every time I make it to and serve it to guests that have never seen it before, they're like, what's this? Oh my gosh, brilliant. I, I guess it's sort of like a yop chick swapping out the meat for chicken, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, this chicken, like. when this, when it cooks and the juices from the chicken run into the kugel, it's just so incredible. And on the subject of yop chick, <laughs> many, many of us wonder, can we go eight days without it? You say no need. Page 140, tell me about the Fagy Murray yop chick recipe. It's there. It's, you know, my, my yapstick has gone on a very long journey. I, <laughs> I, you know, really tested and retested and made a 2.0 and a 3.0. And my boys love it. And they look forward to it. And usually my, I make, I save my yapstick when there's a shot of calamide. That's when I make it. And I actually, one year, my sister-in-law, there was a shot of calamide. And my sister-in-law was debating whether she should come or not or see by her parents. And she's like, wait a second, Tiggy, are you making your yapstick? I'm like, yep, it's time to come. Let's forget it. Done. We're coming. <laughs> uh, tell me the truth. Do you make that yapstick on a typical Thursday night? Are the boys gathered around enjoying that on a Thursday evening? Nope. I save it for young guests. <laughs> like, you know, or let's say a Shabbat Hanukkah where I'm having tons of guests or something, but I really try to save it for a Shabbat Hanukkah. Faggy, that's outrageous. In certain neighborhoods, they say it's a requirement to eat yapstick Thursday night. Don't you know that? <laughs> Well, my boys usually go out. They're still, they're still pretty young, but they're, you know they, they, they like to go out with, the, with their the, friends Thursday night. They're eating someone else's yacht chick on Thursday night. Exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right, you'll tolerate that. That's not bad. Uh, desserts and sweets, yes, you can make a delicious apple cake and fantastic biscotti and unbelievable brownie. I'm always impressed with people who come up with great brownies for Pesach, frankly. Anything special about this recipe or uh, is very similar to what you normally do? It's similar to what I normally do, and to me what's special about it is that it's not complicated. You're not separating 7,000 eggs. You're not doing a million different things. Your kids, you know, your 10-year-old daughter can easily make these recipes. That's really very, very much my goal throughout the book again and again, that they're good, solid recipes that the boys will want to eat, you know, young this afternoon, and the girls will want to nosh on, and the mothers will want to eat in the morning, like just recipes that 
really family-friendly across the board. And frankly, uh, with all the Pesach kitchen lists and the uh, Pesach in the kitchen introduction that you have, which is very helpful, pages and pages about preparing for the holiday and what you might need, I think one of the, do you have the book in front of you? About, not to put you on the spot, but do you have the book in front of you by any chance? I have the PDF in front of me. Because if you look at your table of contents, I honestly believe, I'm not joking when I say this, one of the best lists in this book is at the bottom of the right side of the table of contents. When you go, when you, yeah. when you, you know what I'm about to say, right? I, I'm sure you, you. I do. I do. You have a, I'm smiling from ear to ear. You, you can't see me, but I'm you smiling ha- from you, ear to ear. You have a list of 15 Chol Hamoe dishes. And frankly, not that I could speak to this because I'm not usually in charge of the kitchen in my house, but I could only imagine the way people crave meals on Cholomohed, that this is a very important list for those who just haven't thought of different things they can make for a lunch or a dinner during Cholomohed. Yes, 100%. And that's really where the inspiration came from. It comes to us, comes to back. People come to me and they're like, hey, we just cooked a ton for young kids. I can't <laughs> right. think about Cholomohed help. Right. And people's brain just shuts down. And I've had the same issue as well. And I was like, you know what? I am making a Cholomohed. Um, section and it starts with breakfast. I've got pancakes in there. I've got shakshuka in there, and it moves on. I have poutine in there. I have matzo pizza in there. Really, things that you want to serve on Cholmite, and I move on to fish bowls and meats and good hearty salads. I have a delicious burger salad in there. Things that you look at and go, oh, hey, I want to. You know, this is great for Cholmite. Like it just really gets your creative juices flowing. But more so, I tell you how to prepare things. If you're planning on going away for the day, is to make the sauce the night right. before or to just prepare it and slide it into the oven or slow cook it so that you could go away on a trip. Everybody comes home exhausted. I don't know about you, but whenever we come home from a trip, the men are flying out to Seoul. Right. The ladies have to deal with exhausted kids. And I just really made recipes that are just friendly for the day, friendly for the family and to make it work. The list of Cholomoy dishes, pancakes, shakshuka, a cheese board, poutine, twice-baked potatoes, blackened fish bowl, shawarma, pulled beef fries, which looks amazing, by the way, burger salad, chicken and sausage, Esty lamb's chicken, a tip of the hat to Esty, pepper steak, pulled barbecue chicken, ground chicken skewers, and shepherd's pie. And that is a very... Value, even without the recipes, that's a valuable list, <laughs> in my opinion. Thank you. 15, Thank good, you. 15 good recommendations to make for a starving family when you have no idea what to make. <laughs> as simple as that. Um, and, and as I pointed out, you are the photographer. You were uh, uh, you took all these pictures. And, uh, you know, look, over the last 10 years or so, maybe even more, uh, we've been told about just how, por- how important it is to have unbelievable photographs in cookbooks, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, it's pretty cool that you were able to do that end of this book and, of course, the uh, the uh, author end of the book. Yes. Well, a huge shout-out to my father, who's been a photographer for probably 40, 50 years already. Oh, wow. And he taught me a lot. He's really taught me a lot in the photography world, and he's just guided me throughout. And I just I love picking up the camera. I love taking pictures. I'm very visual. I love to, you know see things and make it and make it real and inspire people to make it for themselves. Well, it's really cool. The book is called My Pesach Kitchen, Stress-Free Recipes Your Family Will Love. And yes, as author Fagi Murray told us, you can put on the same cover the words Pesach and Stress-Free, believe it or not. A lot of great sections and bonus sections, as we pointed out, with step-by-step notes and tips about 
how to make Pesach in a special Holomoid section with a lot of great creative cooking ideas, as I mentioned. Every one of the recipes in this book are gluten-free, except for the matzo ball recipes, and there are a lot of practical hacks and creative tips to keep your prep and cooking seamless. In some cases, very, very few ingredients, very, very few steps, but great results. Fagi, I want to wish you a mazel tov on the book. I thank you thank so much you. for joining us this morning, and uh, continued success and a very happy Chag Kasher V'Sameach. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. What an honor. I appreciate that very much. Fagi Murray is author of My Pesach Kitchen. Right now, our friends at artscroll.com, they've gone crazy over at artscroll.com. If you use promo code radio for any of the new books, for Fagi Murray's My Pesach Kitchen, for the Uncle Maishi book, for the Rabbi Spiro book, or any of the thousands of titles on the website, amazing discount plus free shipping if you use promo code radio. Take advantage and enjoy.